Hey, Daryl Spicer. Hey, Gary Rabbit. Guess what, buddy? We've got Dennis McKay riding along with us in the cab again Bless this week. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. I hope he knows neither one of us know how to drive. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, how's your mom and them, guys? we got a great program for you today. It's a program from uh, our recent three-fold cord conference. So strap in. Hang on. Buggle up. Here we go. sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels lord that's a lonely sound i spend all day chasing that old white line i've been on the road so long i've lost track of time now it don't matter where i'm going i just gotta drive i have the white line fever to the day Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org, or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two chrome stacks, my address is 408-414, a big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. my life we've got the guy that's singing that song with us today dennis mckay he's a brand new partner in our in the cab radio program he's going to be riding along with us riding i think we ought to let him drive oh lord i ran out of hours yesterday if if you heard that one story that he told about hitting that runaway ramp you you might not want him to drive he rang that bell didn't he (laughs) he did i think i think we better uh, just ride along with these 
professional drivers. There you go. And let there them do go. the driving. We'll just kind of hang out with them back here in the old bunk and eat their food. There you That's go. right. That's right. Hey, Daryl, you got any coffee in that thermos over there? Yes, sir, man. Pour me up a cup, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> got some 40 weight. I hear you. This is uh, from our conference that we recently had there in Carmi. It was our 2019 Threefold Cord Conference. That was our seventh year that we've been doing this conference. Yes, and people come from all over the country. We had folks representing 22 states this year. Yes, we did. And they came, and why did they come? They just wanted to fellowship with the folks that they hear on the radio. That's right. Yeah, people was, like Dennis McKay. That's yeah. right. Man, I got to meet a bunch of people, and they walked up and shook my hand and made me feel like somebody. They do, don't they? Walk mm-hmm. up and say, I, so you're so-and-so. Yeah, that's me, you know. Yeah, inevitably, somebody will always say, man, you sound taller on the radio. <laughs> they tell Gary, you sound like you got more hair on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I've got a face made for radio. <laughs> yes, you do. Them conferences are awesome where folks come. Uh, we're going to have it next year, the, the the last, we think, the last weekend of June. Yes, our plans. You've got to log on the website, uh, yep. lonesomeroadministries.org. Lonesomeroad.org, or I think lonesomeroadministry.org. One of I them think, will work. I think either one of them will work. Just give them a try, log on, check it out. we got a lot of stuff on there. You can hear all kinds of good programs. You can hear hear the archives of all of our radio programs on our website yep. so is that anything like a beehive it's kind of like a beehive only okay. it's an archive it's an archive uh-huh. it's got arcs in it instead of bees oh okay okay <laughs> so stay tuned we've got a great program for you today we have the mckay project in concert live from our threefold chord conference here's that service we are getting ready to be blessed by the McKay Project. They are dear friends of mine. This couple here, God sent them into my life to uh, bring us up to a new level. And you're going to be blessed right now by my good friends, Dennis and Leslie McKay. Ah, how's your mom and them? I tell you what, it is such an honor to be here, and it's been good so far. Amen. Before we go any further, do we have anybody that served in the past or currently serving in the military? There you go. Let's give it up. I just, I, I thank, thank you for your service. We're coming up on our uh, nation's birthday. And it's uh, people that's willing to give everything, including their life, that has kept this flag of freedom flying over the United States of America. Yep. And I tell you, I, I realize this country has some issues, but this is still the greatest country on earth, and I'm proud Amen. to be an American. Amen. Amen. Aren't you? All right, I tell you what, we're going to do something just a little bit different. Now, you really self-righteous folks may get offended, but get over it. We're going to sing a song by Bob Dylan. And every day there's people in the military, police officers that give us our freedom, and they leave with the uncertainty of whether they may not make it back home that night or not. Every day that they get up and they put on that uniform, they strap on that gun or they 
tote that rifle, they do it to preserve our freedom, and there is a high probability that may be their last day on earth. And um, Bob Dylan did a song one time, and I think we're just going to start with that one. It says, knocking on heaven's door goes like this. Mama, take this badge off me I can't use it anymore It's getting dark, too dark to see Could I have a little more guitar in the monitor, please? I feel like I'm knocking on heaven's door Hey, 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 hey Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Well, 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 well. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. I feel like I'm knocking on heaven's door. Good. Uh, you know, I, 
Baby, this is good. Yes, it's very good. I, you know, I heard a, I heard a statistic not too awful long ago, and this just really one of those things that you hear something and you go, wow. And I, the statistic that I heard was one out of every three people is ugly. I, that's what, what I heard. That one out of every three people is ugly. So I want us to do a little test. Look to your left. Now look to your right. And if they all looked okay, guess what? Oh, Lord, help. That had nothing to do with church. But we're going to do a little song for you right now that we wrote. Got snubbed by a lady at, at a red light one day, and I went home, wrote a song. And this goes out to my friends, Jason and his beautiful bride. And it goes like this right here. It says, I am royalty. One, two, three, four. I'm royalty. Royal blood flows through me. Yeah, my father is, he is the king of kings. So just remember, friend, when you look at me, there's more than I can see, cause I am royalty. Well, I ain't never been much on wealth and fame, and I don't care who to see ah you'd probably be surprised to realize i'm royalty oh i am royalty royal blood flows to me yeah my father is he is the king of kings so just remember when you look at me there's more than i can see Royalty. We're going to play now. God good. I tell you what, when the world looks at us, they see one thing, but when God looks at us, all he sees is one of his children wrapped in a robe of righteousness. Aren't you glad about that? I tell you, there's nothing like being a child of God. 
And knowing that no matter when you get ready to leave this earth, that you're going to beat Jesus and see him and hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Uh, July the 18th last year was a Wednesday, and uh, it started out just like any normal Wednesday. We were getting ready. We were supposed to leave and uh, be out in Missouri to do some dates, and we were leaving later that day. And I had some work to do at the studio, and Leslie had some things she had to do, and so... Typically, we have a lunch date on Wednesdays. She's my girl, Wednesday. <laughs> and so, um, we were, had about decided we just got too much going on. We're not going to be able to have our lunch at 8. And then she called me and said, hey, let's go ahead and do lunch. I said, okay. So, we, were, we would usually walk next door from the studio there was a subway restaurant and we would walk to the subway i would meet her over there and we would do our lunch and i walked into that subway that day and um she was she was on her way i was kind of like that brad paisley song you know waiting on a woman <laughs> and uh she was on her way so i walked in and i sat down and some of you guys are saying yeah i don't know what you're talking about preach it brother and, uh, but the one that's shaking his head the most is standing in the back behind his wife, <laughs> Roger Barkley, Jr. <laughs> All right, but anyway, I love you, brother. Thanks for letting me use your capo. <laughs> I walked in, and uh, while I was waiting on Leslie to arrive, and I sat down at a booth, and in the booth right next to me, a, a guy was sitting there, and I looked over to him, and um, I said, how's it going, man? He said, oh, it's going great. In a split second, my life and his life changed. A car came driving through the subway and ran over me and the guy sitting there. And when, he, when it came through the, the window, it was just this loud explosion and at first I thought, wow, what has happened? Did an oven blow up or the gas line blow up? What's some, you know, something weird has happened here. And then I saw myself, I was going up toward the ceiling. And as I started to fall back, I could tell by the angle that I was falling that that car was going to run over me. I mean, I, it was no doubt in my mind. And I remember thinking of all the things that I have been through in my life. I'm going to die in Subway. <laughs> and I thought, I'm the, the way I'm falling, the angle I'm falling, he's going over my head. And I said, Lord, all of a sudden, though, I had a peace like I have never ever felt before in my life mm -hmm. everything in the room just went quiet it was the most peaceful feeling that I have ever experienced in my life I had no fear no anxiety no anxiousness nothing when I said I'm gonna die in subway it was just like I'm not plugging subway by the way 
It's not that great a restaurant, trust me. But I remember thinking, wow, this is so great. But I said, Lord, the angle that I'm falling, that car is going to run over my head. Please don't let that happen. I don't want Leslie coming in and seeing my brain splattered all over the subway, mixed in with the lettuce and tomatoes. (laughs) And the minute that I prayed that prayer, it felt just like somebody. How many of you ever had surgery? Do you know how it felt when you were waking up and they'd had that warm blanket around you and when you're coming out of surgery, when you're starting to come to? You know how good and how comforting that blanket felt? That was the exact same feeling that I experienced when I said, Lord, don't let that car run over my head. It felt like somebody wrapped me in a blanket and gently laid me down on that floor. Now, the minute that I laid down, everything came back to reality, and it was just like a loud explosion again. And when the car stopped, he was about that far from running over my head with his rear tire. And long story short, I'm not trying to tell you this story to get pity and say, poor pitiful Dennis. I'm telling you how good God is. And when... God has a work for you, and he's not finished with you. He is going to take care of you. Psalms, Psalms 91 has become my favorite book in the Bible. And if you've never read Psalms 91, or if you've read it and you can't remember what it was, I challenge you, go back and read that whole book. Psalms 91, it became a reality to me that day like no other scripture has ever. And, and I read it almost daily. And that scripture runs through my mind, Psalms 91. And, you know, here's the thing that there were other times in my life I've had motorcycle wrecks and almost got killed. I've had a wreck in an 18-wheeler and almost got killed. I've had things happen. I've got mugged. There's just been so many incidences where I should have taken my life and every time as those events were unfolding i was i wasn't scared i was scared i mean because i knew i wasn't ready to go to meet my savior and when it looked like i was about to die i got scared i got anxious i got nervous i said lord i don't want to die But having a relationship and being in right standing with Jesus Christ can bring you perfect peace when it looks like everything is going down. And when it looks like you're convinced this may be the end for me, you realize, hey, it's only the beginning. Amen. All right. It was requested we do this song. Uh, those of you that's heard the testimony behind this song has probably heard this before, but one of my friends called me one night and said, I want you to, I want you to write a song about my dad. Well, I, I knew her family extremely well. Her mom was a Pentecostal preacher, and her dad was a town drunk. Quite a combination, huh? And I mean, he was, if you've ever watched Andy Griffith's show, he was the Otis of our town. He, uh, he, would, he would work hard all week, 
And then when he got that paycheck in his hand, he would disappear on Friday afternoon and he wouldn't show up back home until sometime the wee hours of the morning on Sunday morning. But I guess the difference between him and Otis was um, he would come home broken, frustrated, and no doubt under conviction for what he was, the lifestyle he was living. And he would take his wrath out on his wife and he would beat her severely when he would come in. Now, she, she'd have to show up on Sunday morning to preach. And uh, she would show up with dark sunglasses on. And, well, the whole congregation always knew what was going on. But the thing that always impressed me, and my dad, he would go preach at her, her, um, her church on occasions. And uh, if, if we were off the road and weren't traveling, um, you know, we, dad would go support her and, and we would attend her church. And, um, but the thing that's really impressed me, I remember as I was just a kid then, but she would come in with those dark sunglasses on. And I remember people hugging her and saying, sister Jewel, how is your husband? She had one standard answer. She always gave, she said, y'all keep praying. God's working on him (laughs) every time. And I remember as a kid, I think looks like somebody worked on you. But she never, like the brother was saying earlier, she never gave up faith. She never, ever wavered in her faith. And this went on for years. My brother got his healing in a few days. It took her a few years. But one Sunday morning, he comes stumbling in and flipped on the light and woke her up. And she, she was prepared to try to defend herself like she had done countless times before but that Sunday morning was different he had tears in his eyes and he said I'm tired of living like this I want that same Jesus you got she she led him to the Lord right there beside the bed and my friend told me she said used to when dad would come in after he had beat mom he would go and pass out in the bed, and she said, we had to just tiptoe around the house because if we ever woke our daddy up, he would beat us also. And she said, it took me years to get over the fact that when he come in on Sunday morning to flip the light on, and he had a gruff voice. He was one of those guys that had that big booming voice like that. And he opened up that door and he said, kids. And she said, we would just freeze. And he said, get up. We're going to be late for church. <laughs> and so she said, would you please write a song about my daddy? She said, I've got the hook. Now, you songwriters, you know what I'm talking about. And you singers. And I said, okay, what's your hook? She said, he came a long way from a bar stool to a church pew. So God gave us this song. And, um. We, it was one of the first songs we released to radio a few years back, and it still gets played on a lot of country music stations. And had a guy, um, had a guy. My phone rang one day, and and I answered the phone. I didn't recognize the number, and and he said, um, he said, are you are you the guy that's with that group called McKay Project? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, you don't know me, but he said, I, I'm a driver. And he said, I was up in uh, New York, I think it was, and uh, he said, I was listening to a radio station, and that song come on. 
And he said, man, you had to have wrote that song for me. He said, that was me. That I was, I was that guy. And he said, I pulled over to the next truck stop and started researching and found out who it was that sang that song. And he said, I, want, I just want you to know how much that song touched me because that told my story. And that's, that's all we've ever wanted when we serve God is to be, you know, like James said last night, if you think you're doing this to get something from God, you're doing it for the wrong reason. The Bible says in John 3, 16, what? For God so loved the world that he, that should be our desire and our motive. We are here to give. We are here to serve. And in serving, I promise you, God's going to take care of you. You may not ever get filthy rich. You may not ever be uh, qualified to change your last name to Rockefeller or Trump or something like that. But I promise you, you will not go lacking if you're servant. If you're a servant and serving my God. Amen. All right, I done preached. Let's take up offering. All right, it was requested we do this song. And it says he came a long way from a bar stool to a church pew. Every Friday night you could find him Right up to closing time Sitting on a bar stool Beneath the neon sign He'd be pouring whiskey down All his sorrows he tried to drown But he sure came a long way From a bar stool to a church pew I thought I'd never see the day That he'd be the first one up on Sunday morning And the first to kneel and pray And he sure came a Bar stool to a church pew. I like this verse right here. Now every Sunday night you can find him, and he's always right on time. You'll be sitting right there on that front row With his hands raised up high And when he shouts, Amen Sometimes I can't believe that's really him Cause he sure came a long way From a bar stool to a church Thought I'd never see the day That he'd be the first one Up on Sunday morning And the first to kneel and pray 
Yeah, he sure came a long, a long way A long, long way From a bar stew to a church He's going to change guitars right quick, um, and we're going to do, how are we doing on our time? Where, where are we? Somebody told us one time we were at church, and they said, we said, how long are we supposed to sing? They said, y'all sing as long as you want, but we're going to eat at 12. I was like, okay. <laughs> but uh, we'd love for y'all to come. We've got a table down there in the fellowship hall. Come down and see us. Um, we'd like, love to visit with you. We're on Facebook with as McKay Project, so uh, that's the best way to keep up with us and what all we're doing. We just we love Lonesome Road. We love all of the Threefold Cord Ministries, and we are just so honored. This is the best thing that we do um, on a yearly basis, in and out, and traveling around, is being able to travel with you guys and just. Uh, We've met so many people. We were talking about it today, earlier today, about all the people that we have met just in the last few years as I, was, as I look around this room and the different events and things that we have done. And we've made some hard and fast friends. And it's just amazing what that does when you're a Christian, you know, that you can have friendships like that that are long-lasting because you're bound together because of Jesus Christ. And it's just such an awesome thing. It's just such an awesome thing. And so we love to tell people about Lonesome Road and about the Threefold Court and all, the, all you guys out there who are on the highways and byways. And we just appreciate you so much for everything that you guys do. That's right. How many of you are here with your spouse? I want you to do this and do this and mean it. I want you to look at them and say, baby, I love you. I am so honored to get to do. Now, two of you dudes were sitting there and just did that. That's weird. But I am so honored to get to do life with this beautiful lady. And um, it's, it's such an honor to, um, there's, there's been times I have woke up during a deep slumber when I was snoring like crazy and I woke up and I've heard her praying in the Holy Spirit talking to God during the middle of the night I have missed her out of the bed before and I've woke up and she would be in the house somewhere praying or reading her Bible and uh, that is such a blessing to have a spouse that is totally sold out to God And uh, she helps me dress, and uh, we kind of look like a bag of Skittles up here today, don't we? We got these bright colors going on. Just call us the Skittle Project. But uh, we're going we're gonna to do a couple of guitar things for you. And uh, my dad and his brothers, they, uh, back in the 60s, they were uh, pretty successful in the bluegrass field and got to do a lot of things, and I got to go to the Grand Ole Opry and, and see all the behind-the-scenes workings on the Grand Ole Opry. And uh, I remember Minnie Pearl walking around backstage and Roy Acuff and, 
And uh, Porter Wagner, I remember seeing him in his nudie suit. And uh, so, uh, but uh, I was around music, but I just, I never would really get involved in it. And if where I come from over in Alabama is where I was raised, Roll Tide. There you go. Uh huh. God bless you. We're praying. And uh, but if if you if you were a McKay and you didn't play an instrument by the time you were four or five years old, I promise you, as uh, Medea says, if they'd had them Dana test, uh, my my dad would use that on me. Those of you seen Medea, you know what I'm talking about about the Dana test. I'll just leave it that. All right. And some of you sitting there grinning because you know you saw Medea and you don't know whether you ought to admit it or not. But Dad bought me a guitar when I was like four or five, and I just had no interest, was not interested at all. And, but I always, I would watch my dad and them play, and I always knew, I would say, I can do that. I just don't want to, but I know I can do that. And fast forward, I was about 10 years old, and my dad and them played a yard party up in the hills up in North Alabama. And there were some of the prettiest 10-year-old girls at that party I'd ever seen in my life. And my first cousin, who had started playing when he was about four or five years old, he got up on stage and played with my dad and them at that yard party. And as soon as he come off that stage, every one of them girls made a beeline for him. I said, Daddy, I want a guitar. (laughs) Yep, I'm ready now. So... Daddy, Daddy had an old silver tone, and the strings were about that high off the neck. And uh, he said, okay, son. He said if he showed me some chords, and uh, he had a Mel Bay chord book there at the house. And he said, if you can play the Wildwood Flower, I'll let you up on stage with us. So that was on a Friday afternoon, and I locked myself in my bedroom. And, buddy, I worked, and I worked, and I worked. And finally on Sunday, I, I came out just long enough to, uh, I was 10 years old, so a bath wasn't imported, okay? I didn't come out for a bath. But they didn't come out to eat. But other than that, I was in there working on that guitar. And finally on Sunday, I said, Daddy, I think I got it. He said, all right, let me hear you. So I got my guitar and I went. He said, that's pretty good, son. We'll let you up on stage with us. So I got up on stage with them the very next yard party, and all them little girls was out there. And I come off stage, and they made a beeline for me. And I said, I knew it was a guitar because I'm better looking than my cousin anyway. It had to be the guitar. And I, I fell in love with the guitar, and it didn't take long to, I kind of forgot for about just a few minutes, forgot about them girls. And I fell in love with the guitar. And now my dad, uh, during this whole course of time, dad started preaching. And uh, he told his brothers, he said, uh, I'm going to have to devote all my time to preaching. He said, I'm, I'm going to have to let the band go. Well, my dad was a Pentecostal preacher. And he was one of them old-time Pentecostal preachers. And so he didn't want me listening to nothing but gospel music. So I would sneak. I had a little transistor radio. And I had earbuds, and I would stick that earbud in my ear and lay down on my pillow like this, and I'd listen to WLS Chicago. 
and I'd hear all them guys playing. You know, them kind of licks like that, and Carlos Santana and different people doing all that kind of, you know, all, all those good licks, and I fell in love with all that stuff, and I would work, and, and uh, I'd carry my guitar, I'd, I'd get under the covers, and I'd I'd have my guitar under the covers with me, and I'd be playing and playing, and my mom would say, if you don't put that guitar up, I won't beat you to death with it. <laughs> and I'd get real quiet, and then I'd work some more on my guitar. But my whole life changed. I got introduced to Chet Atkins. And I thought, holy Moses, where's, where'd he get them extra fingers at? <laughs> and what's he doing with them when he's not playing? Because I hear them when he plays, but I don't see them when he quits. But um, I, I worked and I worked and worked and, and um, I figured out what he was doing with the thumb thing. And so I finally got that down. I was going. And I, once again, I locked myself in my bedroom and I was doing that. Boy, I mean, I was working that thumb to death. And finally, my mama stuck her head in the door and she said, son, that's pretty good. But you reckon you could put something else with that? I said, I don't know, Mama, I'll try it. And uh, this was her favorite song, and I always like to do this in honor of my mom. And uh, so here we go. This was Mom's song. Mississippi, and I am thoroughly convinced somebody from up north named our state. We would not have used that many letters to say Mississippi. <laughs> but one of the things that we really like down in Mississippi 
is some blues. And like James was talking about last night, and, and I do agree, we got some churches down there that practice that blues thing. They are not happy folks when they come to church. But um, I love blues. I went on the road playing with a pretty successful blues band and played with those guys for a while, a group called Stone Blue Band. And we got to play with people like Buddy Guy and B.B. King and a lot of the blues legends. And I, I love that music, just absolutely loved it. And uh, one of my all-time favorite guitar players was a guy named Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I wish Stevie Ray was still around. I better not. Uh, but uh, I, I like me some Stevie Ray. But we, uh, when I got back in church and got where I needed to be with God, I had, a, I had this problem. I still love that blues music, but I didn't have nothing to be blue about anymore. So I told Leslie, I said, let's just take an old gospel song and we're going to put a little blues groove to it, and we're going to call it Rhythm and Praise. So we'll do your little Rhythm and Praise song, and uh, you'll recognize it. You can sing along with us if you want to. It goes like this right here. Sailing right on up through the air Yeah, I'm gonna take a trip On that old gospel ship I'm going far beyond the sky Yeah, and I'm gonna shout and sing Good Lord knows until all Heaven rain while I'm being this goodbye. Yeah, and I'm gonna shout and sing Good Lord, no 
while I'm beating this old world goodbye. That's the McKay Project. All right. <laughs> Woo! Are you having fun yet? <laughs> hey, Daryl Spicer. Come on up here, brother. This is my partner in uh, in the cab program on the radio in uh, ministry, Channel 21 Ministries, Lonesome Road Ministries, Trinity Assembly of God. And all of you make up the threefold chord. What a blessed morning. It's like last night. Wasn't that a blessed, wasn't that awesome? If you weren't here last night with James Payne. Uh, Chaplain John Noel mentioned to me earlier, uh, he said, you know, he said, I've heard James a lot. He said, but last night you could just feel it was from the spirit. It was from his heart. And he, it's not over. He's here this morning, just in video. This is a setup, yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, how many of y'all? You don't need to raise your hand. Lives on a lives on a fixed income. I do. I'm, the government takes care of me every month. I work for fifty years, so the government could take care of me. They could do a better job sometimes, but they. No, we're very blessed. Uh, Allison said something last night. She goes, "Boy, you're living in that million dollar bus out there." <laughs> That old raggedy thing's almost 20 years old, but God blessed us with it so we can sleep in our own bed at night when we're gone. But uh, anyways, we're very fortunate. Uh, you guys ready for James Payne? He left us a video. He wants to talk to you uh, about this ministry and what's going on. With this fixed income I'm talking about, Gary, this ministry lives on a fixed income. And y'all the ones that fix it. <laughs> And if it's broke, guess who broke it? Uh, Gary and Linda, you know, they drive around in Cadillacs. Y'all seen that, right? No, that's a Lincoln, a 15-year-old Lincoln. You know, we're not in this to get rich. We're in this because we love Jesus, and we love bringing Jesus to the truckers out there. Not for y'all in this room, for the truckers out there. I watched Tim this morning. He had his chain-driven wallet on. Y'all know what a chain-driven wallet is? Double-clutching boots, cowboy boots, and all that trucker stuff. I still love that trucker stuff. But I also love it when we get a call from a truck driver, and he's in tears, and God has changed him because one of you handed a CD to that truck driver. Gary got a call two weeks ago from a guy named Tony that was addicted to porn. And he picked up a Lonesome Road CD. His life is torn all the pieces. His girlfriend, fiance, they're breaking up. Uh, lives over in Oklahoma. His life is tore all to pieces. But he picked up a Lonesome Road CD. And he called Gary crying. And, and Gary led him through the sinner's prayer. Now that's what it's all about. And, and he, he told him to call me because it was, it was one of my testimonies that he listened to, one of our CDs. That, that, uh, and, and he didn't call me. Well, I'm not going to settle for that, so I called him. 
So are you playing games here with God or are you serious? Because I'll tell you how to cow eat the cabbage. I mean, I don't, you know, either, either you're saved or you're not saved. There's no gray matter. And I said, are you serious about this? He said, my life's being destroyed. I said, well, you're destroying it and you're letting Satan do it. Now, God put a CD in your hand and he's giving you people that's going to help you if you let them. So I called Chaplain Roy over in Van Buren, Arkansas, and asked him to call this driver. And now he's ministering to him because, see, it takes accountability too, doesn't it? See, this just isn't come up here once a year and have a big time. This is ministry. It goes on all year long, 24-7. And like Dennis McKay and, and, and Bill Shell and the Davenports and all of these songs are going out at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning in the cab of a driver's truck and speaking to these drivers. And so this ministry goes 24-7. Somebody somewhere right now is listening to a Lonesome Road CD with somebody that's in this room on it. And God's using that. And James Payne is an awesome man of God. And he believes in this ministry. And he's, he preaches all over the world, so he takes this ministry all over the world. Go ahead, brother. You want to play that? Or sister, you want to play that CD? Hello, Lonesome Road family. This is James Payne. I'm coming to you from the cab of my pickup truck. You know, each year, Chaplain Gary Rayburn brings us all together for the Threefold Cord Conference. And each year, we have tremendous fellowship. We have awesome speakers and singers, and we have the greatest food that you ever put in your mouth. And we all leave rejoicing over the things that God has done. But then Chaplain Gary has to pay all the bills. So I want to talk to you today for just a few moments about two things that we all can do. Number one, when the offerings are taken in the conference, Give your very best seed in the conference. Some of you could give 50, some of you could give 100, some of you could give 1,000. And we know that when we put a seed in God's hand, he always multiplies that seed back to our life. Last year, Jim and Ann Davenport gave me a testimony. They sowed sacrificially in the conference and God worked a financial miracle from a very unexpected source. That's the same God you and I serve that can do the same thing for you and I. So we don't want to go home rejoicing and leave Brother Gary behind to pay the bills without enough to make sure the job gets done. So I'm praying that you will hear God and give liberally and sacrificially. Your seed will get God's attention. It'll also get God's affection and God's anointing, and God will multiply that seed back to your life. And then second of all, why not become a monthly partner with Lonesome Road Ministries? There's 8.7 million truckers that go up and down the highways of America, away from their family, away from their friends, in the lonely cab of an 18-wheeler. But through Pastor Gary's ministry, we can put a CD with songs and messages 
that will uplift that truck driver, change him, change his family, and launch his destiny. So you could be a $25 a month partner, a $50 a month partner, $100 a month partner. Every diamond dollar would go to touch somebody's life. I pray you'll hear God's voice today and you'll obey God. And as you do, God's going to bless you like you've never been blessed before. God bless you. I love you. Amen. Are you away from God? Would you like to get closer to God than you've ever been? It's as simple as saying a little prayer, asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, asking Jesus Christ to fire you back up like you was when you first got saved. Whatever the situation is with you right now, we want to pray with you. It's time to get serious with God. It's not just your soul that is affected by the decision you're making today. If you have children at home, if you have a spouse at home, if you have friends that are looking to you for some type of leadership, because you could take them wherever you go. And don't you want to take them to meet Jesus? All you got to do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Drivers, if you said that prayer, we encourage you to give us a call. You can call me, Daryl Spicer, at 615-663-3199. Or give me a call, Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, 618-383-2107. We want to help you. And drivers, my friend, Gary Rayburn, has a song and testimony called At the Foot of the Tree that Dennis McKay uh, recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And just like Gary Rayburn, if you said that prayer, then you've got a testimony. So let's go to the foot of the tree. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road in my hand was a track the preacher had read his words still echoing in the back of my head i felt so ashamed when i thought of my past then i called his name this chance would it be my last then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree
wheels are rolling down that old lonesome road. And I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be. And I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. But I called his name. This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, brokenhearted and lonesome. So long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.